Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Greetings and salutations, everyone. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to the Adventures Out There podcast. What is up, everyone? It's Andy Neal here, and you're listening to the Adventures Out There podcast, the podcast that asks people um, about adventure and adventuring. An adventure looks different for different people. What's an adventure for you may not be an adventure for somebody else, or maybe someone's whole life is an adventure. Who knows? I just like having conversations with people who've done cool stuff, who have accomplished cool things, who have been cool places, who have just an amazing perspective on life and living and, you know, everything. So that's what we do here. We talk about adventure. People who have broken out of the norms, who have done things that got them out of their comfort zones, who are living a life that are that is changing perspectives and changing the world around them. This podcast is sponsored by Gregory Packs, makers of not only the first and best and largest variety of plus-size packs, but also what you're going to need for your adventures, whether it's duffels or suitcases or slings or whatever it is. Use uh, here, here, Here's the commercial part. Use promo code ANDY15 at checkout when you go to GregoryPacks.com. It really does help me out. Like It legit like directly helps me out. So I definitely would appreciate that uh, if you did that. You can also support me um, by going to buymeacoffee.com slash andyfilmsandhikes. You can support me directly there, and it directly helps me out, and um, I appreciate that. You can support the show. Also support the show by, like, uh, you know, sharing, liking, subscribing. You know all the things they tell you to do on YouTube and on social media. Like, subscribe, smash that notification bell or whatever. Anyways, I'm very excited to share this week's episode with you. Um, Last year, I decided to pick up some hikers who were making their way from the PCT, where I'm at here in Oregon, to the um, Oregon Coast Trail because there was fires and closures and I gained what I hope to be some lifelong friendships. From picking up those four hikers, and one of those hikers was named Dogfoot, who I can't say enough good things about Dogfoot, and we kept in touch, and I had him on the show, and he just lives a really cool and amazing life, and he's done some cool and amazing things, and is doing some more cool and amazing things, so I wanted to have him on the show. I have a few other those people on the show as well, but. Um, but nothing. We're just going to get into it. We're going to get into this conversation. So without any further ado, my conversation with my friend, Dogfoot. Our next guest I met in Medford, Oregon, as he was trekking along with some other hikers along the PCT got sidetracked because of the fires, which is pretty common here in Oregon. 
during the summer um, and got to know him a little bit. And then PCT days, when you know, I see him again. We have Dogfoot, normally known as Eric, hiker, veteran, all around badass. How you doing today, Dogfoot? Uh, I'm doing amazing. Uh, I just count as any day that I'm still breathing on my own as a good day. Awesome. So before we get into it, just introduce yourself. Like who are who you are, where you come from. If you were to like just run into somebody on the trail, hiking out in the forest, what would you tell them about yourself? Uh, I'm just a dude from L.A., that uh, city boy that somehow uh, found a huge passion and connection with nature. Um, first, first born, uh, first generation of my family born here. My roots are from Honduras. Uh, so born and raised in California, LA and, uh, joined the military at 17, did some time there. Uh, once I got off, um, you know, a, a little bit of a loss of identity. Uh, I had a role to play our, I, I had a few people that I was in charge of towards the end. Um, but then, you know, once the uniform comes off and then you're like, oh, crap, you're back to square one again. And, you know, struggling to find your identity, your your niche, where you fit in in this crazy planet. Um, and, you know, uh, like everybody else through life, ups and downs, uh, had a, you know, run in from with the law. Uh, went back to school, um, actually graduated and finished. Um, and then around uh, 2018, I had a little bit of a funk uh, in life, and it was a little bit of a depression spiral. Um, I I had no answer. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I started telling people um, that my plan was to just grab my camera and hike all of California uh i had no plan no idea what i was gonna do i just maybe like a hobo a, a, up along the five just either way just making my way up there and that's when a friend um and to this day i still can't remember i'm on a mission to find this friend because this person changed my life and doesn't even know it um this person just said well if you're gonna do that you might as well hike the pct and I was like, what the hell is that? You know, uh, then, you know, mentioned what it was, a little trail from Mexico to Canada, went home, YouTubed it, and uh, somehow landed on the world famous Dixie, um, you know, and here's this young lady doing the AT on her own. So I was like, okay, you know, that was a, a big boost of confidence that, you know, she was able to do that on her own. And then from her to other legendary greats, you know, the Darwin, the Tip Taps, and um, uh, what's that gentleman? Oh, Second Chance Hiker. Yeah, Corey, uh, so yeah. many, so many motivating people that, you know, any excuse that you, you would put up that like, oh, I can't do it because I'm old. I can't do it because I have kids. I can't do it because I have some type of body ailment. And I saw all of that on trail which those people actually inspired me more than you know the fit body 30 mile a day um athletes which that's amazing but you know there were people out there with uh cpap you know machines to help mm -hmm. them get through things and 
as you know, backpacking, every ounce counts. And to imagine throwing in that extra weight for medications or, or apparatuses to help you out is just uh, inspiring. So backing up before the PCT, what was it like growing up in Los Angeles? Having grown up in Southern California myself and in Las Vegas, not the most outdoorsy environment, though it, the outdoors is there. People don't yes. really, they think LA, yeah. they think urban sprawl, but it's there. there's stuff to do there, as I've seen you on your Instagram. What was it like for you growing up in LA? Were you really outdoorsy or more of a city kid? What was that like? Blind, I would say. Um, uh, I, I think more so being Hispanic in our culture, um, hiking outdoors really isn't in our thing because our parents that usually migrated from you know here did that as a kid to go get firewood to go to school hiking and going through mountains and trails and things and things like that um so other than kern river i i didn't go to my first national park until i was 32 oh wow and i have yosemite five hours five and a half from here joshua two hours channel islands death valley these places did not even exist in my radar but um i think it's just more of a cultural thing so i was just uh just an urban kid you know and uh like you said you being from la and still living in the city you know being in a city you you grow this armor this you know this radar this shield uh, a, a guard a guard about you people uh, usually in the city coming at you, usually don't come at you to give you something or give you mm -hmm. good news. They want to sell you something. They want you to buy something. They want they want uh, money from something. So being from here, I, I, I feel like I always had this like just guard against people. And um, wow. Yeah. The, doing the trail like the PCT and, and hitting local towns, uh, Wrightwood, Idlewild, um uh, mount laguna uh, all these all these little towns down here that i the people were so kind that i would forget i was like it would hit me that i'm still in southern california <laughs> you know i'm like wait a minute I'm, I'm i'm like an hour you know away from from la and still in southern california because you know usually uh i see uh you know social media things on california and a lot of california bashing and la and and I, I feel a lot of people judge California based off of L.A., yep. you know, and I get it. L.A. is pretty for a couple of days, the highlights, and then it's like, this place is a freaking jungle, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's why I, I uh, now uh, on my own and, and, and inspiring, you know, getting my mom out there uh, is it's, it's what I love. Even now, still discovering trails, you know. Thanks to uh, technology, things like all trails and far out, I can just, you know, look around here and, and pick over 500 trails in my area, you know, per se. So, um, man, I get off track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. I, I, it, it's funny how that stuff is, is so close to there. Like, I know we're out, as a teenager being in Vegas. I was 20 minutes from Red Rock National, you know, recreation mm -hmm. area. It's beautiful hiking area. Hardly ever showed up. Um, one thing I, I love to do is remind people, you know, where you're at, you know, a lot of these places, LA, San Francisco, Vegas, Portland, there's these green spaces and there's places just right outside the city. Um, oh yeah. 
there's, there's obviously the issues of, of access for a lot of people getting their transportation, that sort of thing. But um, if you're in the city, you're still in the middle of, of somewhere. This used to not be city. This used to be. Mm-hmm. So you're surrounded by natural beauty. Um, so growing up in L.A., you know, you're you're blind to all that was going on around you as far as the outdoors and things like that. Hiking wasn't really part of the culture. Um, what led you to join the military at 17? Uh, well, before I get to that, did you know, and I didn't find this out till after the PCT, L.A. actually has this through hiking trail called the Backbone Trail. Through, I've uh, never heard of that. Neither have I. Uh, this awesome uh, hiker, Spikes, Elaine, she's out there doing the AT right now. Beast. Uh, she, you know, she was doing it. I was like, wait a minute. We have a through hike here, so... <laughs> I'm waiting on on the rain because the water's kind of iffy in the area. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's you know on, on the on the radar to do the things that you learn uh, even after trail, always learning kind of thing. The closest thing I thought there would be to a through hike in Southern California was the Trans Catalina Trail, you know, right off the coast mm-hmm. there. Same. So I guess we have two in the vicinity, kind nice. of thing. Nice. Uh, but now to your question about the military. Uh, it, you know, I wish I could say it was something heroic or patriotic. I actually joined uh, August 28, 2001. Ooh. So I joined at 17, and I remember um, my mom was totally against it. You know, like, if you want to go and give your life away, you're going to have to wait until you're 18, you know. And so I recruited my uh, stepdad, and he helped me, and we persuade, persuaded my mom, and she finally agreed, and she signed, and I joined, and... You know, I, me, it was the college money and the travel because obviously this was before September 11. So I reassured her. I said, hey, when was the last time we were in war? What's <laughs> the worst that's going to happen? And the day I was getting my military ID, September 11. And so it was just a different world from when I joined. Uh, so, yeah, what made me join was just uh, just wanted to travel uh, and get burned some college money because um, I barely survived high school, and my my mindset was not thirsty or ready for college. And the fact that were my grade point was I don't know two point eight or two point something that just got by. I I was gonna go to a community college with nothing wrong with it, but I was just gonna go see my same old friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, it just wasn't mm, inspiring or motivating. And then I, you know, 17, I don't know what the hell I want to do. I'm, you know, shoot, I just turned 40. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. So, you know, I just did the military thing. And then that definitely, uh, helped me grow up, uh, being around, you know, um, I was the youngest, uh, person on my ship, on my first ship for some time. I just turned 18 in boot camp. And I got in and I actually joined as a firefighter, uh, undesignated firefighter and worked with the engineering department. But um, while all jobs are honorable, it just wasn't quenching my thirst. It was a lot of uh, it was like a double edged sword because it was a lot of cleaning and maintenance on our firefighting equipment. So, you know, you train so much you want to test your metal mm-hmm. you know you, you you know you young buck you want to test your metal but at the same time if you if we were using our equipment it meant that bad things were happening so 
in a way, I'm glad we never really had to use uh, anything. You know, at, at the worst, I think we had one fire, which was a trash can fire. Nothing serious. Nobody got hurt. And then uh, my first deployment, I got inspired uh, when we were off the coast of Djibouti, Africa. And the Marines and the medics got to get off and uh, do some uh, humanitarian work and paint and build a school and check on the villagers and that just lit a light bulb in my head and I was just inspired to be a medic. Never have I thought I wanted to deal with needles or blood or anything like that. But uh, it that changed the trajectory in, in my course in the military. And uh, I finished off as a medic, did one more deployment with the Marines out of Camp Pendleton down here in Oceanside. And then after that, uh, just wanted to see what I was missing out here if pastures were greener on the other side. Back in yeah. the civilian world. So getting out in the civilian world, you, you go to college. I've heard a lot of PCT hikers talk about how either they finish high school, they finish college, or they get out of the military, and there's a sense of they get on the trail because they want to find themselves. They wanna, they're looking for something. There's something there they're looking for. Did you have that same sense when you got on the PCT? I, you know, same thing. I, I, I hear that, too. I was, you know, hoping... I was I was hoping I craved for an aha moment, uh, a Reese Witherspoon and Wild <laughs> moment. Uh, I didn't get that. Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I I don't know if I was searching too hard or if there even is such a thing. But what I did find was almost an uncountable series of amazing events and memories and people. And strangers that became friends and family, and I, I, I think uh, it was a fair trade. What was the first day on the trail like for you? You get on the trail, you've seen the videos, you've seen, you know, <laughs> Dixie, you've seen Darwin, you've seen, you know, Second Chance, you know, you've seen Elena. You have these expectations, and you get there, you're at the terminus. Uh-huh. What was that like? Liars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, usually you see the video and then you see the one mile marker and then they're up in the mountains somewhere, you know, and then a little short known fact after that mile marker, you somehow find yourself back almost road walking and <laughs> next to the park for a little bit. So it's a, it's a, that part's a, um, what you call it? Uh, deceiving a little bit. Can't um, but what I was, yeah. Yeah. But although I guess it was uh, the the buildings that were closed off were um, barracks for I forget what kind of soldiers like even buffalo soldiers I want to say mm. uh, so there is some history facts for that that's not really known because it's just fenced off uh, bungalow barracks. Um, but what I was feeling, oh man, first day of high school, first day of work, butterflies, anxiety. Um, you know, trying to ship the bot like 2006, you know, miles mm-hmm. left. Um, but overall, I, I think over, you know, I'm thinking back to my videos, nothing but smiles, overwhelming smiles. Um, my, I remember my cheeks hurt. I was just, I, I think because I, from 2018 to 2002, it was just building up that momentum. You know, I've seen it so many times through videos and 
you know, through through all the high uh, through bloggers you mentioned, you know, you've seen it, you see the marker, you see the first mile marker, you see the mile three train crossing. And when you're finally there and you're seeing it with your own eyes, you're touching it, you know, it, it's just I was just cheesing um, so much. I think I made it uh, to mile slightly past mile three before I had my first cry. It just like boom, like a wave of emotions. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm really going to cry. And yeah, I was crying. And, and not only that, I actually got lost. Not crazy loss, but where I had to pull out my far out three times mm -hmm. the first day. So it it, it built to the anxiety of I hope this isn't a, a sign of things to come if I'm getting lost this many times this quick, having to pull out, you know, my phone. First day, I was just every couple of minutes just on my phone. I'm clearly walking on the trail, but just uh insecurity of it all um i was just constantly on my phone uh then i started getting worried that i'm going to drain my battery because i'm constantly checking it uh so yeah just a, a a mixed emotions of of uh anxiety and excitement for me at what point did you decide to start recording your journey because i know you were you were posting on on youtube i think you were doing a lot a lot of social media posts what inspired that Oh, I was from from day one. I I I'm pretty proud of that because while I definitely cannot compete with you know like the greats of uh, the the amazing style of Tip Tap and and Dixie and um very I, I love I love um oh my god I'm brain farting right now uh Darwin mm -hmm. uh, his tone and his storytelling vibe I love all that and I I don't compete. Well, you know, it's not a competition, but um, I knew I wanted to do it from day one because, one, I just have a shitty memory. And quite frankly, you get overwhelmed with the beauty that had I not recorded, even now, I haven't seen my full trail back. Sometimes I'll look at a video or two and completely forgotten. I'll be, oh, yeah, that's right. I, You know, I did see that or I did go through that or it did look like that uh, kind of thing. So I'm never did it with the intention of uh you know want, wanting to be a, a, a vlogger or aspirations of you know reaching uh, greatness uh or anything but i just knew that uh, for especially for my family although it's not in spanish i started catering more to the u.s um they get to see it and get to share you know what i walked through and instead of me trying to describe what the sierras look like and and reaching iconic spots, I can just, you know, give them the link and show them and, and, and share that moment with them. And you have a very a unique uh, trail name, Dogfoot. Now, I've heard the story before because we did that thing with Gregory at PCT Days where he told the story. But let our listeners know, what, what, what's, what's, with the, uh, what's the story behind your trail name? Well, I think that was my first rule break. Um when I heard uh, you get a trail name, um, I thought, oh, great. Uh, what a what a great opportunity to shit your government name that, you know, you didn't pick Andy. You know, your parents were inspired and that's your name. And same with most of us. And I, I thought you got to pick your name. Um, then 
you know, coming to find out like, you know, uh, your trail family or something. But before I even started the trail, um, that name came inspired from my grandma, actually, uh, back in Honduras, uh, where my roots are from. Uh, in Spanish, pata de chucho or pata de perro, depending where you're from, is uh, it's dog foot. Um, and that's like a, a name you would say for somebody that can't stand still and is constantly on the move. You know, if you recall dogs, they're, they sniff here, they walk there, they sniff there, they're walking over there, they're, you know, constantly on the move. And so when I was into the PCT hole and everybody would, you know, call, my family would call and check in and ask, you know, oh, where, where's Eric? And she would reply saying, oh, he's um, out there being dogfoot, you know, being a pata chucho. So family always knew I was out there just uh, if I wasn't at work, I was up there being a geek with any new gear that I got. And I would go out there just to test it out. And uh, she sadly passed November 2001. Um, so in in honor of her is where I had taken that name. Uh, just to remember her and just in honor of her is where I took it. So um controversial part i guess is that it wasn't given to me and again how usually people just uh the passive aggressive way of saying hike your own hike uh, it's just i don't think you know rules apply out there and that was the first rule i broke and i chose my own throw name but you know in honor of her which i think was way better anyways and you know those rules those trail rules are really more it's not like leave no trace that's like a suggestion like Guide by you your story's way more like inspirational and like brings tears to eyes. Other, you know, some people like their trail names blow out. Why'd your trail name blow out? Because you know, I missed the cat hole, you know, stupid stuff like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and those are those are cool, but I mean, like, you see, I actually saw somebody bickering over the name Viking. Like, I guess there's you know, there's always going to be somebody named you know a common name viking or mm. stick or something and yeah so in, in that aspect I, I can say it's probably pretty unique i don't think anybody else has dog foot i don't think so um, i haven't heard it so yeah it, you know it always uh even now just thinking back to it and and you know it always brings me to mind and definitely felt her on trail uh weird things would happen i would I would complain about the heat and this sudden huge curtain of clouds and some some blowy winds would start picking up to cool me down and things like that just would constantly remind me, you know, that she's up there and still has my back from up there. Nice. So speaking of trail names and the community, um, you ended up with a trail family. Yes. Oh, how'd that come about? what was that like because um, you go there you don't know anybody you're just like yeah you know, you're hiking by yourself and then people start to band together and they start to you know create these little tramleys trail families mm -hmm. what what was mm -hmm. that like um i i will be honest i um was 50 50 i didn't know i mean obviously i didn't have anybody to start with um I wouldn't say I was completely anti trail family, but I wasn't crazy about it because I wanted this to be win or lose all me, you know, my decisions, my choice, because I decided to camp here because I decided to do whatever. 
And, you know, just when you do the tramley thing, uh, you do have to compromise a little bit, you know. Um, how that came to be was to my really good friend, uh, VIP. Uh, I, I met him day three through our Australian friend. Uh, I, met, I had met the Aussie guy. We hiked a few miles and we met VIP, uh, who got his name late a few days later, but... Um, what you call it? Uh, him and I started hiking. Well, it was us three for a bit. Y you know, you got a Southern San Diego guy, an LA guy, and an Australian guy hiking together. That could only happen through the PCT, you know. And um, at some point, we had split up, and it became, um, you know, because our Australian friend he had visa issues, so. His thing was up, so he pushed up ahead to do some fun stuff. And then, so it was just VIP and I uh, for quite some time. And it, it it worked great. I loved it. You know, we were like wild coyotes out there. You know, we would do some night hike, wake up when we want. And, you know, we felt a little bit more wild. And um, I was constantly getting just nagging injuries. Big Bear, right wood um shoot everywhere in between i would say day two something hurt something or another would hurt my achilles my plantar fasciitis my knees my back something um i live here in la and the closest point to me is uh vasquez rocks so that's a really a highlight point that people know off the 14 so i got off there and, and i knew i was getting off trail um you know just to just to lay low also my plan was thinking ahead of the sierras no rush since i was the first week starting i wanted to allow some time to let the snow melt so i knew i was going to stay here and it just worked out I, I was hurt too so i ended up staying home 11 days um and i was getting a really bad case of fomo mm. i'm seeing my friends and they're in hiker town they're you know, walking the awkward duck, and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm over here still, I'm over here still, I'm still hurt, I'm dealing with this injury. And I think, yeah, mile uh, 11th day, I, I just finally uh, decided to get back on trail, um, trying to catch up to VIP. I didn't catch him until Yosemite because he took a side trail to um, do Half Dome and hang out at the at the dirtbag uh, campground in Camp 4. Um, so by that point, he already had had a tramley he had been adopted to. Um, some things had happened, some people had split up, and then at the at when I got there, it ended up being three of us, and we collected some, we dropped some off. At the end, we all disbanded. Um, but we, you know, we were definitely together during, uh, the PCT days. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it got really crazy at the point where we met you and, and I still talk about you. Like you are, every time I talk PCT, you are probably definitely in the conversation because as far as, uh, kind gestures go, I mean, we, that day we met you or the day VIP met you, um, we were in despair. We were in the hotel room just with our hands up. We were talking, thinking, we were thinking renting a U-Haul truck from there. But then we were thinking, where are we going to drop it off when we get to the coast? Then we were thinking of an actual car rental. 
and making sure we can drop it off somewhere over there. And we were just, we felt really defeated. We, it was, it wasn't a quit feeling, but it was uh, like, what the hell are we going to do? And then he gets hungry. He goes to Taco Bell and he comes back and he tells us this story on how, you know, he, he met the daughter of the mayor of the town. And then through that, you answered <laughs> and you're going to pick us up. And you drove us, what was that? Two, two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. Yep. Yep. You wouldn't take a dollar a snack, a meal, and it, it was just one of those, um, I think most people that are watching this can 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 agree how we have a hard time finding somebody to drop us off to the airport or doing something mm-hmm. kind locally that is a friend or a close family or close, close friend or a family member. And here's this stranger from Facebook that, completely dropped off what was it it was four of us at the time right four strangers off um two and a half hours and then i you know i i think you still have two and a half back regardless and you know your time your gas your money your effort it it just it it really is one of the stories that um left me really humbled uh and i was super psyched that we're gonna run into you back in pct days and running to you in PCT days, already having uh, some type of connection, you know, with you. Uh, it was just really amazing. And then you hooked me up with the Gregory bag to top it off. You know, well, which, happens to be a sponsor of this podcast. Hey, uh, no, I definitely love them. I, I forget the crew that hooked me up name, but they were awesome. there, working with me, measuring me, hooking me up. And I still rock that bag um still have another bag that they hooked me up with so yes definitely thank you to gregory because they are an awesome um company especially when it comes to you know most people can argue you know lifetime warranty on offspray gregory or whatever but i definitely think the customer service is top notch with gregory they they really are and yeah that's why i'm with them thank you for those kind words which, which it segues into you know my next point here that the time you were hiking you get through Yosemite, Sierras, Yosemite, you get through Northern California, and you got the McKinney fire, which just, you know, shuts everything down. And you guys mm-hmm. were, you guys, did you have to be evac or did you just miss the evac off the trail? No, we, we, we never got the evacs or nothing. We made it up to Shasta. Um, we clearly saw the smokes, and then that's when we rerouted Oregon and, and started fresh. Uh, well, we became uh european style backpackers up the oregon coast and had our food with delicious clam chowder and coffee i will say that that was an unexpected pricey part of the trip but uh very very beautiful can't can't argue you know i didn't expect the little shuttles to take us from town to town which made it pretty easy we honestly well i guess you didn't get updated on that but i think we made it about 30 something miles on that trail because you went from the pct you got you got there before the fire you made your way up to medford that's where i got hooked up with y'all mm-hmm. and the plan was to hike the oregon coast trail in lieu of, which several pct hikers had done because there was a, there a few there was the closure there in northern california and then there was a few closures ahead of you around bend yeah uh, at that time and there was just so much smoke mm-hmm. everywhere it was nasty so several pct hikers were making the trek over and this was after there was like a huge thing with trail angels we were you know getting people off literally you know 
off-roading, getting guys off the trails. So they yeah, off, the off fire roads. It was crazy. Um, and then, you know, you, you get from a trail that's very well marked, very well maintained to the Oregon Coast Trail, which is just kind of a suggested route along the beach for 300 miles. Yeah, yeah. I was actually surprised Far Out or All Trails actually doesn't have a route for it. We actually ended up having to download this other trail um, app for it. But it was a more or less go-by um, because, like you mentioned, it was not well-marked. Uh, we ended up going a mile one way, then we'd have to backtrack and take the opposite way and try our way. Um, yeah, it was a lot a lot of unkept trail, a lot of – you get to one sign, but there's literally four ways that you can go. <laughs> so you're just like, ah, I don't know. So there, uh, And then the road walking um, – I, I guess, I mean, I was in some really comfy hokas by that point, so I didn't <laughs> feel it as much, um, which was a big change for me. But And it was the distraction. It was very beautiful walking at least along the beach. Yeah. Um, and obviously a good distraction with the contrast of the heat we were just in, sucking in all that smoke, to at least being grateful that you're breathing in fresh, cool ocean air. You know, so... Uh, you, you complain, but you give and take kind of thing, you know. So you just—it's all about your perspective. But it was pretty difficult, and we only lasted about thirty something miles. So we were just like uh, discovered the the little shuttle thing, and yeah, we got lazy. Got up to uh, Portland. Eventually, killed some time there before we made our way to uh, Hiker Days nice, to nice. start fresh in Washington. So. And that's obviously not the end of the story. Um, you get to you get PCT days, all that goes down. You get into Washington, and then eventually, the northern terminus is shut down, and you have a lot of hikers bailing. They're just like, "We're done. We got. We had the issues in Ashland, had the issues of smoke outside. Of, we're we're just done." And you know, people are saying at this point, you know, this season's a wash. This you kept going. I mean, what was that like? What was that decision? To, like, I'm gonna finish this trail. Um, so, okay. Uh, well, full disclosure, obviously a big chunk of Oregon was missed off. So it's yeah. not a successful completed hike. Long story short plan is to do CDT AT and finish my actual third trail or completion of the PCT from Shasta to PCT days, whichever year I end up doing that trail and to officially complete, um, this high of a triple crown chase. Um, but um, shoot, what was the question again? Yeah, oh, when you get the Washington, you, you know the the northern terminus oh, the, the ended up being closed. The finishing ended up, being clo- ended up being closed. At that point, a lot of hikers just bailed. Not soon after PCT days, people were just like, "Okay, I'm done." Um, and to do a complete through hike of the PCT is is difficult. Um, yeah, uh, with yeah, the fires and the smoke, there's always so many closures. There's a lot of debate within the community. If the section's closed, did you really complete it until you go back and do it or not? So what was that decision for you like to keep pressing on and get to the northern terminus eventually? All, all it took was was uh, a look. You know, our partner I was hiking with, we just looked at each other. We just, like a little grin, and we just knew, you know, if, if she was down and I was down kind of thing. Um, 
And it, it was it was a bit of a bummer. I remember getting bailing out. I, I forget the the bail out of that exit, but getting to Leavenworth. We bailed out to Leavenworth because of the fire. And there, uh, you know, we ran into a lot of familiar faces and um, seeing a lot of people. They they had made a makeshift the northern terminus, you know, uh, thing, uh, and they were taking the pictures there and. Um, Sorry, my computer. What's that? Something weird's happening here. One second. Okay, you're good. Go ahead. The aliens are coming. They're tapping in on this conversation. Uh, but what you call it? Yeah, it was kind of a bummer seeing a lot of familiar friends and you know calling it there. Whether it was Visa or financial, you know, it it you know with the rerouting uh, drained a lot of people's uh, financial pocket there and or. Just the loss of motivation kind of over the whole flip-flopping and looking around. So a lot of people just did call it, but man, I'm just a stubborn ass mule. Like I it it wasn't it wasn't enough for me. If if not, it 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 I think I felt more of a drive. Um and as long as I felt safe, because I I think the fires had calm, it was just more of a smoke by that time um we went for it the day we did some other hikers were going for it too so kind of strength in numbers and it was smoky and the thing is that they're really when you're in it and it's just smoke you're trying your best i guess not to huff and puff so much but it's super hard to tell where it's coming from some people can argue that it was stupid I just I don't I I forget right now if we had checked and the fire had kind of cleared out and it was just smoke or whatever but but we had went for it and the first day back on trail it was smoky but the second day it, it started to clear up but I it was just at that point that we knew that there was no we were going to keep going at least at, at least to Mazama when we got to Mazama of course we knew about the Hearts Pass and the last 35 miles of it being closed and um it, it another bummer you know like just imagine doing a marathon and mile 25 they tell you sorry you, you got to get off go home now you know and and you know no mountain no trail is worth your life but um i think the fires had it had been an old news kind of thing just smoke mm -hmm. was lingering and we you know so I remember that night we were thinking all kinds of crazy ideas. We were going to cross into Canada and the Manning and do something like that. Some people were, were crossing and doing some canoe thing and canoeing over some lake and hitting the terminus that way. Um, we even thought of this crate. Well, I did, I guess. Semi <laughs> thought of it uh, about this off the Blue Ridge, and then from there, completely bushwhacking across, thinking it was going to be a straight line like that tree-cut line that's famous mm -hmm. there. In my donkey head, I, I thought it was just going to be a clear tree line that would continue. But I'm so glad we didn't because, um, you know, we opted to be bad. Uh, we had received COVID, uh, COVID, <laughs> you know, uh, intel from other hikers that i guess had um crossed the line the last 35 and we were thinking of 
saying F it and doing it. But when they were just got back like rock stars that they had just done it, they didn't see anybody, no smoke, no danger, no anything. Then it kind of was like, okay, it kind of alleviated the whole insecurity of it all. And um, I guess, you know, uh, um, what we ended up doing is uh, hiked until the red line closure. And then I'll just start saying I was bad. I'm not going to, you know, throw this other person. I, I just crossed this line. And we went for it, you know, we, uh, or <laughs> I went for it. We, uh, woke up extra early and just decided to go for it, that it was just 35 miles. We can knock it out and thought we would just be distracted by such beauty. And the goal was just not to be, not to run into anybody dressed in khaki or full <laughs> green and get in trouble. Um, and just, yeah, the more we went, honestly, it was, you know, technically still closed and technically an amber could fly miles away and restart a fire. Technically anything could have happened. Um, but just going with our gut feeling, honestly, there wasn't ever a point of like, oh shit, like maybe, maybe we should turn back because, uh, things were cleared up and the signage that we saw was from late August, mm -hmm. you know? So it was like, oh, you know, these signs are pretty, pretty old, just left here. And so we actually got to the terminus October 5th. Um, it was a beautiful thing. You know, usually you have to share it and get out of the way for other hikers, take their pictures and all that. But it was such a gift. There's a little nook right in front of it that one tent can, you know, fit in there. And my birthday is October 6th. So it was just like almost a beautiful thing. Went to sleep. I woke up for the, the regular 2 a.m. piss. And when it hit me that it was my birthday, oh, I gave that thing the biggest hug. And just 2 a.m., me and the Northern Terminus is hugging out. Um, and as soon as we woke up, last pictures, and we raced back to the to the green zone um, and, and hoping to avoid any more, you know, the, the adrenaline that yeah. and every turn you're going to run into, you know, a ranger or something. Um, but we actually ended up running into other hikers that have that heard the same thing and they were going for it and, you know, just told them the same thing. It was clear. Water was plenty. Um, didn't see anybody um, kind of thing. And uh, up to that point, it was awesome. I don't know how, you know, things might have changed afterwards, but it, it was just a, a feeling, um, you know, and I'm sure the audience can argue 50-50 that I would have done the same thing or that was dumb, but it was just. What was in our guts? We, you know, we were arguing of going this, that, and the third. But as far as everything was 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 going, I just, I don't know. It was just a nagging thing in me that that I could do it, that I, that I wanted to do it, and and I'm glad I did it. You know, despite nice. being right or wrong, uh, I'm glad I did it. Um, and and I, I I love looking back at those pictures. So thinking back to a year ago now, you've. A little more than a year now you've you've completed that trail you know you're, you're gonna go back to shasta through to pct days um what was life though when you got home and you had to go back to the grind go back to the nine to five go back to you know having to you know make pay the bills that sort of thing what was that transition like 
I mean, I think most people can agree, and and I see most of my fellow alumni's uh, social medias, and you know their work here, and then they're right back out there somewhere, um, just because it, it's it's not the same, and and it's true, it really does ruin your life in the most beautiful way. Um, it 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 changes your your way of living. I I don't have much, but I feel I have a lot of stuff I don't need, and I'm still trying to purge a lot of things before the CDT next year. Um, but yeah, you know, you go from I think half or, or half people like knowing the certain structure of you know I have to go to work at this time. I work at this place. It sit at the same table. I work from eight to you know five, and I drive. You know the same monotony. And some people like the excitement of not knowing. And that's where I fall. And for the two hundred and twenty days I was on trail, every night was a new home, yeah. a new trail, a new something I've never seen before. So every day was just constant excitement. Um, and now being back to the same four walls, cement walls electric cables hearing helicopters uh traffic um you know it's it's uh you can see why people urge or move out to those more secluded areas or run out to to nature more because it you know people often ask me like what was the most dangerous part what what animal you know scared you the most <laughs> and um the most dangerous running was with that homeless man in Portland that pulled the gun out on us. Uh, and other, other than that, like the, the bears and the mountain lion, like I had no, I mean, I didn't see any mountain lions. I don't know. They saw me. I did see a few bears, but they seemed very little interested in me. Um, so it's, it's just a big change and I, I crave it more. That's why, you know, for my social, uh, if I'm not here, I'm, I'm out there as much as possible. And, and I'm fascinated by the way you're you're living your life too, because you're 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 not even though you're at home, you're working, you're you know one day you're you know you're doing drywall, the next way you're on a TV set, you're doing all these things, which is pretty awesome, by the way. But you're 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 forming your life in a way where you can go out and do these adventures, and now you know you're not tied down to a certain a certain job that where you're like, oh, you know, taking six months off to do the CDT, it's going to ruin my career. Cause that's just a part of who you are now just watching your socials and watching what you do um what what is the future you get the cdc coming up you have the, the rest of the pct finishing that off but what does the the future look like for you in the next you know one to five years i honestly don't know um honestly from my military time sadly i i i would have to say i have lost more veteran friends from suicide and combat um and which which each loss my appreciation for for life grows because it's just you know you you, you think you're gonna see them tomorrow um i just saw them smiling and now they're gone um nothing is promised people this illusion of control that i'm gonna work for this person or this place for x amount of years and i'm gonna be a a good person and i'm gonna you know retire and i'm gonna get money and i'll then i'll be able to by the time i mean i'm 40 i'm sleepy and i want to take a nap by eight nine 
by the time I'm 60, 70, I'm going to want to go to bed by six. So even assuming you make it to that time or that year and you have the money, you're going to be too tired to enjoy it. So uh, and, and nothing is promised. You can you can go crossing the street. Um, so. I want to experience everything I want to experience while my two legs can still take me on my own and I still can. And um, yeah, again, like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know I'll never be homeless. I got my tent and my quilt. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so um, there's that, but um, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, the American lifespan is about through 80, 85, you know? So literally at 40 now, I'm literally halfway there. You know, and at least, you know, although I have more back and knee pain, this is in a way sweeter because growing up, I didn't know shit. Now I'm 40. I should know better. And now I can do what I want. Uh, so now it's, it's a perfect opportunity. Also, you know, not having kids or being married gives me a huge um, or no leash to do what I what I want, you know, the liberty to to be selfish, you know, in a way and, and just do what I want kind of thing. Awesome. So closing out here, if listeners want to follow you on social media, see what you're doing, see what your ventures are like, where would they find you? Uh, what? I just really have the dog foot, uh, underscore trailing at, uh, both, um, Instagram and Yahoo, but, um, they should definitely follow you because <laughs> you have, you capture the wide net of hikers and, mentalities you know I've, I've heard previous uh podcasts of yours so you know you, I, I know you've gotten previous vets um members from the lgbt uh popular ones like darwin and tit tap so you have a really huge range and awesome and um honestly super grateful that you came and are in my life and you are definitely one of the inspiring people out there and I'm glad to know you, Andy. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on the show. No, thank you for having me. You know, I, again, you know, uh, I just think I'm a dude. Uh, my, It's funny that my friends consider me an expert because I did the PCT and I'm still learning things. Think, did you know my headlamp? I used to contemplate for hours that my headlamp would turn on. I didn't know until after the pct that if you hold both buttons for two seconds it disables it and you can't turn it off <laughs> you know things there's little things like that you learn all the time yeah you know you would you would think you had over two thousand miles to figure this out and and i didn't but you know that's why i i think um a good hiker is a constant learner you know you I may be a little bit more experienced than some, but I still, I, there's still a lot I need to learn and, and I love to learn. So uh, I guess that's what the future holds for me. Hopefully there's more lessons and learn and experiences. Awesome. Well, Dogfoot, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Dogfoot. Also, Eric, Dogfoot, and Dino for coming on the show, for gracing us with just you like i love this guy I, I i love dogfoot he is amazing so thank you so much for coming on and just chatting with me for an hour that was awesome um make sure you follow him on the various social media networks 
And if you don't follow me, follow me at Andy Thompson Hikes or uh, Adventure is Out There Pod on the Instagrams. That would be amazing. And yeah, y'all can continue to support me. Go to Buy Me a Coffee. Link for that's in the bio. You can also also uh, buy something from the sponsor of this podcast, Gregory Packs. You uh, just go to GregoryPacks.com, get what you need for whatever adventure you're going on. We talked about Gregory Packs on this episode. Um, they really did hook it up. That that that, that PCT days, man. They they it, I had fun at that PCT days, and they were it was just they were. Gregory's been so generous with just wanting to genuinely help hikers out. I love them. So, but go ahead and just go to GregoryPacks.com, get what you need. And then when you check out, use code Andy15 at checkout. You get 15% off. I don't think I mentioned that before. You get 15% off and it directly helps me out. So guys, thank you so much. Um, Hit me up on social media, Andy Films and Hikes. Um, Let me know what else you want to hear. You can also email me, Andy at AndyFilmsandHikes.com. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Adventure Is Out There podcast. Podcast.